Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, good morning, everyone. And I have to say that intro is deteriorating quite rapidly at this point. <laughs> Sorry about that. At some point, I will have that redone. However, it is what it is for the moment. Anyway, hello, everyone. Good morning or good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. It's Janet. I'm with the Higher Self Voice. I am the Higher Self Voice, actually, uh, probably along with many others. But for now, uh, I'm calling myself the Higher Self Voice. What I bring to you weekly is information and help and expansion, understanding, ideas, concepts, lots and lots of stuff, techniques to help everyone in whatever way they need help. It might mean it might need some inspiration, maybe some ideas, maybe a technique, maybe a way to help themselves, that sort of thing. And that's what I offer every week. And I'm in my sixth year doing the show. This year I am focusing on the fifth dimensional information about it's all fifth dimensional information. It's all higher self information for all the years. However, and this year I am bringing out the idea and concept that there are those souls from the fifth dimension that have returned, taken on a facade human soul, and are carrying a dual soul nature, the true soul essence of the fifth dimensional soul that they are, and the human soul essence, the facade human soul that they've taken on in order to obey the rules and regulations of the human kingdom. Uh, which is a free will kingdom. The fifth dimension is a divine will kingdom. And so I'm bringing out this information to all of you each week, and I do do healings. I haven't done a couple in the last, haven't done any in the last couple of weeks, but I am going to be doing one today because it fits with what I'm having to say, and I actually have a bit of space to, to do it in. The other couple of weeks, I probably could have done something, but I had a lot going on, and I've cleared some of the decks. And am able to do the show as you know for the full two hours if that's what's needed. In any case, I talked last week very briefly on all the unexpected things that were happening to me, and I had a hard time finding the words to describe the good news about it because there were there was there's so much good news about it. I mean, some of the unexpected things were good things, some weren't so good. But all of them were course correction. That was the term I was looking for. You, you know, you're going down a road or whatever, and you have something that corrects your course or that leads you to new directions and new ways, new pathways. And that's what I feel like the unexpected was doing for me. It was helping me deal with and focus a lot on the energetics that brought in, mostly it was the ones that weren't so good that I would focus on. So it did that also. It wasn't just course corrections. They were also elements of 
things that motivated me because I knew, oh, well, there's some energetics there that I need to deal with because if it's not pleasant, if it's not something I'm happy with, I definitely want to go in and focus on what's driving it at the energetic level. And as a result, several of my latest unexpected things have been fairly minor and all good. So it's been it's been great, actually. It's been an interesting time, and I'm glad I got to share it with you. But I did want to I did want to explain that a little bit more. But also, it does relate to today's topic of self responsibility, which is why I wanted to bring it up again. Self responsibility is absolutely essential, and a lot of people don't understand self responsibility as clearly and as deeply as hopefully you will after you listen to the show. Um, I know I was one that didn't really get it. I always associated self-responsibility as either taking the blame or falling on the sword or, you know, oh, I screwed up or, you know, that kind of thing. And it really has nothing to do with that. And I will explain it in a second. In fact, self-responsibility is the biggest treasure that we carry in this free will kingdom. And you'll see why. Because it puts us in the driver's seat. It makes us absolutely in charge of our lives. We become the directing identity. We become the pilot of the ship or whatever you want, whatever analogy you want to use. Self-responsibility, the concept of self-responsibility is one that is incredibly empowering. Uh, before I go on with it, I do want to mention that last week, if any of you tried to listen to that thing, that show last week, fairly early on in the show, you're going to see there's a big blank spot, probably for a minute, maybe a minute and a half. You may have just thought that the whole show was off. I do want to say, and it will be fixed at one point, probably not for several weeks, but I did want to at least announce on air that that show from October 5th absolutely was a show. I kept hearing the beeps because I had my email open and I didn't, it email, it beeps every time a mail comes, a new email comes through. So what I did was I clicked off of the internet instead of clicking off the email and so I had to get back on the internet because this show, of course, I do it through Skype. It is a show on the internet. So anyway, I do come back and then I talk a lot about, uh, last week it was about consciousness. And they all of the shows in these three weeks are really connected in a way, maybe not so overt, but it is connected. And self-responsibility is about being conscious. And I will explain more about it as right now as we go on with the show. Okay, so again, self-responsibility is the biggest treasure we have in this free will kingdom. And people don't don't understand that, and I totally get that because I know I didn't. And I know that I've moved more and more into fully grasping it, but it isn't necessarily an easy concept to take on because it literally is in conflict with so much of what we've learned over the eons of time we have been incarnating uh, all around the universe. So 
it is an, an easy concept to take on. It may not be a familiar one. Some of you may absolutely get it intellectually, but you may still be in conflict with what you believe at the soul level because in this lifetime, because the idea of self-responsibility is really out there in a very expanded way, we may have taken it on at the mind level, the mind of this life, but we're carrying those eons of lives where this concept was never really understood at all. And so I will get into that in a second. Anyway, we are 100% responsible for ourselves. Not 5%, not 50%, not 90%. 100% responsible. It's important that we understand that no one can do anything to us. Nothing can happen to us that we don't agree to at the soul level. And the whatever happens, whatever the patterns that we experience and, and manifest in our lives are being processed and carried out to the exact degree that we as individuals or in a collective group sense, there may be co-creation, we have chosen. We have chosen these things 100%. That is a strong statement, but it is a valid one, at least from the higher self perspective. And I am offering you that idea to chew on why you listen to what I have to say. So what does that mean for us exactly? Well, it means that we, we need to be responsible and take responsibility for the lives that we live. We start with where we are right now. And difficult as it might be, we actually put aside self-blame and judgment of others. True self-responsibility self does not incorporate either one of those, either blaming the self or blaming others. It is not about blame in any way, shape, or form. It isn't about finding fault. We don't take the viewpoint and direction that if something isn't going right, it's our fault. Instead, if we see something that isn't going right, if we're manifesting something that we're not happy with, we have to understand that it means we're carrying something at the energetic level that is creating it or manifesting it into our lives. Now, what I hope is that understanding that will be the impetus for us to really work on ourselves. So responsibility for the self is understanding that we are the creators for all we manifest. And once we're fully anchored in that understanding, not that it's easy, not that it's easy at all. And when we do the healing, we'll probably start right there. All the disbeliefs that we carry about self-responsibility. But once we're anchored in that understanding, we can move forward by dealing with what we carry, all those energetics at the soul-mind level that have caused the problems in our reality. And we become, we, not become, we are well-equipped to do this. We aren't stuck, guys. We aren't helpless. Okay. You know how often I talk about blame. At least it seems like I talk about it often, but I don't know if it's often on the show. But all blame creates victim and the victimizer simultaneously. All blame. All blame, guys. If 
it's somebody else's fault for whatever is problem in our lives. We're the victim of that person, and that person becomes a victimizer, or the government, or the society, or whatever is going on, the economy, the mother nature, whatever it is. Whenever we blame something else for our problems, we automatically create simultaneously the victim and the victimizer. We're the victim, and whoever, whatever we're blaming becomes the victimizer. What does this mean? In addition to that, it also means that we have an expectation, whether it's stated or conscious, that the other person or the situation has to fix us, powerless. Because now it's somebody else's, something else's responsibility to fix our problem. So let's say the economy is go, goes into the dumpers, okay? It just absolutely, we move into a recession, edging on depression, like we did 2008, 2009, etc. How, if we blame the economy for not having enough work or not having enough pay or losing a job or whatever, then what do we do? We wait for the economy to come back to become more healthy in order to have the job. So this sets us up with the idea that something else is responsible for our lives, places us in a powerless situation. We're helpless. We can't wave a magic wand and change the economy overnight, can we? Of course not. We can't do it. So we become completely powerless and helpless. That's what happens when we're victims. And we lose sight, guys, of the idea that we are the directing identities in our own lives. We lose sight of that. We become powerless and it's just like, it's a bummer. Everything. Oh, dear. Like what's going on now? Like, Sorry. I'm just happened. kind of like moving through obstacles. Like I'm just like, you know, like I don't know what's truth. going on like, here. That's really something I've, like, I've had in the back of my mind for so long. I like to do that and like you know, to talk to him, kind of get discouraged, but like... I don't know what's going on, like, guys. I just feel like... I'm something ready is talking to, on to my computer and I don't know how to turn it off. Like, um, I don't know. That didn't work. I don't know. Like, I got it. Sorry. Um, okay. So somebody else uses this computer too, so something was going on there. I don't know. Anyway, um, we, okay, where was I? Oh, yeah. So we are victims. We are, we set up the victim mentality, all of that. And um, it's difficult to accept the idea that there are no victims. Even though we and, and even though even though we look and we look at the planet and all that's going on, on the planet, it can be difficult to accept that idea. But you have to understand that each soul, each individual soul, is the vehicle through which the creative energy operates. So I've talked about in my first book, Choices. I have a little preface about it in my second book, Soul Psychology. 
I talked about it for many, many, uh, many times in the earlier ones of these shows about the creative life force energy that actually is what manifests our outer reality 24-7. And it is that create, we're the vehicle for our own creative life force energy to manifest. It's always processing. And it's always bringing into manifestation the, what we're carrying, the elements of the energetic baggage 24-7. So when you look around the planet and you see what seems like chaos and all these individuals that are having a hard time in whatever way, please understand that each individual is not a victim. They are there. They have chosen at the soul level. It may not be a mind-level decision. The mind level, nobody chooses to be hungry or chooses to be, you know, in in war or in some sort of terrible natural disaster. But at the soul level, we choose all of that. Nothing can happen to us that we don't choose or agree to at the soul level. So it is really important that no matter what we see out there, that we understand it's all these individuals. So if some individual, for example, needs to move to the understanding that it can create change in its life, that it isn't a victim, that it can uh, do what it needs to do to move out of its seemingly impossible place to move out of, it would choose a victim scenario in which it could learn, it would be motivated to to learn to move away from that scenario. It's too hard to be really general with this. There are just so many scenarios. We choose to learn what we do. We choose to experience what we do for so many reasons. There's many reasons that there are individuals, and they're very complex, really hard to understand totally. If you've listened carefully to some of the healings I've done on air, you'll see that there's many elements to some of the soul's choices. Many elements. It's usually not one thing. Many books we read say, well, if you have this disease, it's because you believe this. Well, it's much more complicated than this. It doesn't than that. It doesn't mean that that this isn't part of the cause. It could very well be, but it's usually much more complicated than that. We've been around for so many eons that it is complex, guys. Anyway, so there are no victims. But we often give self-responsibility away. And why? It's because we hear, there's a lot of stuff around this. Okay, first, we hear philosophies that promote the ideas that there's a higher order of some sort that's going to take charge and either make the souls on the planet or uh, do what is right, whether they like it or not, or help the souls on the planet do what it's right, do what's right, or will save the souls on the planet. The, there's just many different philosophies that promote those kind of ideas, that it's something outside of ourselves that is going to be responsible. Um, and we, in the human community, often carry this very big need. And the biggest part is at the unconscious level, I just want you to understand that, to find a power that's going to lead us out of darkness. We have only had on this planet for a relatively short time, especially short time that it's been available to the masses, so to speak, the idea that we carry our own power 
to lead us out of darkness. Over the millennia on this planet, and it's true on almost all the other planets that have humanities, you're going to find the philosophy, the spiritual teachings, perhaps, or uh, whatever, that are promoting the idea that it's something else, someone else, but something external to us that is going to allow us to be, quote-unquote, saved, to make us happy, lead us out of darkness. So this has the believe that they're helpless in their own right to effect changes. They have to wait for that external force, whatever it is, to do it for them. But in fact, this belief system imprisons us, guys. It holds us in place and creates conditions that don't allow us to live that happy, joyful, loving existence that we all want. Now, of course, many don't believe that at the conscious level, especially in today in this life. There's many who consciously have come around to understand that, yes, there is some divine, uh, certainly divine energies there, but they're not responsible for how we, for saving us, it is our responsibility to utilize that power that we carry. So there's many people that have that at the conscious level, that understand that. However, what we don't realize necessarily is that that whole idea of there being that external savior is a habit that we carry from, as I mentioned earlier, at that unconscious level. And so even though it's the mind level in this life, we are focused on ourselves. It is almost like it's in conflict with the belief of all the other lives that the focus needs to be external. And it is operational. Those energies, those belief systems are operational whether we know they're there or not, whether we're conscious of them or not. And this is, it affects our life pattern. It affects how we live our life and what we manifest. It can continually bring us into situations and conditions where we feel helpless and the impetus would be to look outside, look outside the self, because that is sort of the automatic pilot. And it might take us a while, if we, even if we have this really great conscious mind level idea that we're responsible, it could take us a while not to, you know, we could fall into the blame thing, completely sort of knee-jerk reaction, and it could take us a while to come out of it. It definitely affects us and brings in, is part of what brings in situations and conditions in our lives that make us unhappy. So this is, this is important to understand. And you have to, another part of this is at the unremembered remembrance level. We carry an incredibly heavy dose that somebody else is responsible for us. Why? Because in each and every life we've been born as a child that was helpless and was completely, uh, the parents were completely responsible for us as children. So we have imprinted in every life from the first moment we're born the idea that we're helpless and somebody else takes care of everything. And then in a slightly lesser way, as we move through life, we have teachers, we have bosses, we have 
supervisors, we have managers, we have all sorts of authority, whether it's spiritual or, or medical or healing or uh, governmental or city council, whatever it is, we have those people who are set up to be responsible for us. And so we have a huge heavy-duty dose of these belief systems underneath that say somebody else is responsible for us. This is very real. This is not anybody's fault, okay? It's the nature of the human condition, folks. We're born as children helpless. If somebody doesn't feed us, we don't, we die. Simple as that. So the, there is a very big part of our energetic field that is in conflict with or confused about this whole idea of self-responsibility. We have the concept in this life. But how many other lives did we have where that concept was present? Probably not too many. Probably, you know, relatively a very small percentage. So we're not carrying at the energetic level very intense understanding about it. However, we have the pure soul essence. We have the true soul essence. And at some level, we also have the unremembered remembrance, the vibration or the resonance with the idea of self-responsibility because we certainly know that and understand it at the higher levels. Absolutely. It's complicated and complex and confusing and difficult for us. And I want to acknowledge that because it is, it is plain and simple. So we have to deal with those old orientations, those old perspectives, uh, we have to deal with that, and that will be dealt with in part, uh, not in part, but as much as I can, I will deal with them during the healing. Um, okay. The way we operate from these unconscious places without, without thinking about okay, how we operate from these unconscious places, um, we do it without thinking about it. And if we look at some of these things, and I'm going to give you a few examples. We can see, we can see what it says about our belief systems, and hopefully, we can see how important it is to become more and more conscious about what we're carrying at that belief system level, what we're caring about the whole idea of self-responsible, self-responsibility. Now, as we look at different for, two different sources, uh, whether it's sort of knee-jerk reaction looking or actually really looking uh, to make things right or to put things together for us or move us out of our problem. We, uh, we find that, for example, we do that with the political system, okay? When we're centered in something, the idea that something else or someone else needs to do it for us, we often look to the government to do it for us, and we look for whatever we think the government should do. Now, not everybody thinks the government should do what everybody else thinks. In other words, each individual has their own belief system around what the government should do or not do, and that's what they're looking for. So you have millions and millions and millions of people, for example, just in this country that are looking 
looking to the government to do certain things, and there's probably millions of different perspectives about what the government should or shouldn't do. And that's why we have this complex political process where everybody gets a voice and it's very much uh, seems chaotic at times, as you all know. Now, <clears throat> there are times where we look at the, the situation out there and we think, oh, I'm just going to have nothing to do with that. And we, we walk away and and say, you know, that's just, you know, none of that is workable for me. None of that fits my belief systems about what government should do. And then we don't take part and we just sort of whine and complain. <laughs> so those of you or those of us that are looking to the government to fix our lives, in a way, anytime you look to something else, whether it's the government or anything to fix yourself, that becomes a quote-unquote God in your life because the politicians or the government are the ones that are supposed to tell us what to do, how to do it, and then provide the means in order for us to do it. So that's very similar. Looking to the government is very similar as looking to a God or a philosophy or to the economy or to mother nature or whatever to fix our lives and that creates quote-unquote God in our lives that's where our focus is taken it's the external focus it gives over the our own power of being our own self directing identity it gives it over to some external thing now, it doesn't mean that government shouldn't be responsible and shouldn't be good and help as many people as it can. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just trying to give you an example where sometimes, without even thinking, we give over our self-responsibility to a governing body, whatever it may be. It may play out in the medical field where you give over your responsibility as an individual to the doctor and don't question anything that he or she says or take part in your own uh, wellness, et cetera, et cetera. There's many, many areas, and I only talk about politics because we all know it's sort of chaotic right now, but the chaos is really reflective all that the individuals in the country are looking toward, are create, you know, the, are seeing the government needs to be, is the government is the, God in their lives, in our lives. So some of that chaos, not some, but all of the chaos, guys, is just a conglomeration of individuals finding their way to understanding and moving toward, I mean, in part, this isn't all, but in part, moving toward learning about themselves and self-responsibility more and more. Because so much is being triggered at that energetic level and it's being played out through the political process. And as a result, we have a lot of chaos. This is a time where we're all going through these soul mind detoxes, and it's intense. It's intense. Now, politics aside, there are times, too, where there, we all seek our quote-unquote leader through philosophies, both orthodox and non-orthodox, and we buy into any kind of any specific beliefs. Uh, and we allow those beliefs to be uh, the God, in quotes, in our lives. Again, it's because the, it's an external focus. 
it is looking outward through the belief system that something outside of you is going to save you, fix you, make you happy, make you fulfilled, change your life, and all of that. So whenever we hold on to a belief system, no matter where the the orientation, if it's external to us, we are giving over our responsibility. Now, what I'm not saying is that all religion is bad, all spirituality is bad, all philosophies are bad, all, all that, that, etc. Never. You know, it's never like that. It's never either or for me. I'm just pointing out what we do without thinking about it. At that unconscious level, it's the subtle interpretation or the subtle um, the subtle result, the subtle ripple effect by looking and keeping the constant focus on the outside that we are affecting the our own self-responsibility and moving, not moving, but not fully embracing the idea of this treasure that we have, the self-responsibility. Now, this pattern is also applicable, guys, to worshiping, quote-unquote, the God of the checkbook. And in other words, when we come from a place of lack, financial lack, we would look at finances as the God, and our focus may, may become more on work, work, and more work, and our, me- our worth is often measured through how much money we make. Again, this doesn't mean that I'm judging hard work as a bad thing. It is, the question comes, what is running the hard work? Is it self-responsibility or the, un- the conscious idea of self-responsibility? Or is it the unconscious interpretation of responsibility? In other words, taking on how much money we have in our lives as the determinant of whether we're responsible or not. I'm not sure if you understand the slight difference there, but if we take on the, the idea that how much money we make it determines our worth, that means that the money or the finances has become this external focus, the external God, because we are all worth it, whether we have five cents or five million dollars, we're all absolutely worth the same. We're all equal, we all are expressions of the originating source of all there is. We are completely equal. doesn't matter how much money we have. If we are consciously earning money to be responsible for our family and it's not the external God that determines our worth, that's a very different idea. And I think you guys understand that. Okay. But in fact, when we lose focus of taking care of our inner reality and we make the outer reality, whatever, whatever we may focus on as the leader in our lives or as the determinant of, uh, I mean, carries, that carries our belief system, then what happens? We make those things a God in our life. And it's in quotes. If we're always hungry, for example, we would focus on getting food and the getting of food becomes the God in our life. Now, of course, if we're starving, if we're living in some subsistence type of culture or society where we can barely get enough food to eat, 
of course, our focus is going to be on the external reality on getting that food. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But when we have these outer gods, whether it's getting food in this kind of extreme society or getting our worth from how much money we make or, you know, putting all of our success eggs in the basket of the government, any one of those external focuses means we're not focusing within. It means we're not being self-responsible, self-conscious, I mean, consciously aware of who we are and what we are, okay? Now, there are conditions that are set up by society, whatever society you in, that even when the, the situations and the conditions are done for the good of the that society, often the situations can deprive an individual to be responsible for the self. Uh, they can also um, create the idea within the individual that the society is in charge, is responsible for them. And then if the society, because they, the individuals have that belief, when the society doesn't come through in the ways they believe it should, then what happens? Okay. <laughs> they get upset. They're angry. They're mad. They feel powerless. They feel helpless. They believed in the society, and the society didn't come through for whatever reason. So when the situations are not met by the externals, whatever the externals are, we often come away feeling, well, we've done something wrong, or they're wrong. We're to blame, or they're to blame. So the higher selves say that it's really important that you have the focus and the faith in the self because there is no, there, there isn't the, the whatever, if you have faith in an external, it isn't, it, it's coming from a situation of, of, that leads you into, leads all of us into a place where we're really not our own directing identity. And it's so important that we have faith in the self, that we focus on the self. And instead of being ruled by some external focus or some philosophy or some person, we want to look at these things as indicators, as a window as to what we're carrying within, and then take its time to address the belief systems that are carried in that energetic baggage. Let me give you an example, a political example for what the information is that we take in. Now, in the olden days, you know, there was a town crier or just the neighbor or maybe the shopkeeper that would give you some information about what was going on. The neighboring tribe, the neighboring whatever would give you information. We had very little information about what's happening. But today in the information age with the Twitter and the Facebook and the Internet, uh, let alone newspapers, television and radio, we are hit from all sides with information. And so the higher selves really want us to be take responsibility for that, what we are taking in. Often we just take it in at the unconscious level. And if we just happen to read more things about one thing, we, we automatically start to think, oh, well, that, you know, that must be true, okay? 
And, and But if we pay attention, we will find often that we read things that we are already have some belief systems around. For example, if you're pro-Hillary Clinton, we might read, we might tend to read the negative press around, around Donald Trump. We would much more apt to read the negative press around Donald Trump because we already carry that belief system that Hillary is the good and Donald is the bad. If we are very pro-Donald, we would do the opposite more often than not. So what I would encourage you all to do is look where you're led. If you're led, this is a simple example, if you're led to reading more about terrible Donald is because you're pro-Hillary or vice versa, notice that that is representative of your belief system. Now, that's a very simple example. So please understand that belief systems pull us off of self-responsibility. All beliefs are limiters. All beliefs and disbeliefs are limiters. All beliefs hold us stuck. And we can use how we take in what we listen to, be responsible about the information that we are processing through our mind's eye, so to speak, be responsible and use it as a window to understand our belief systems. Now, it doesn't mean you have to force yourself to read other things. It doesn't mean you have to change your mind about who you prefer in the politics, and that was probably probably a terrible example to use politics because everybody is so uh, intensely um, involved in one way or another about the politics, at least many people are. But in any case, I think you know what I mean, whether it's politics or anything else. Uh, But pay attention to what you are looking at, what you are sorting, how you're sorting, what are the lenses you are carrying because those lenses are the belief systems you have. And if we notice we become conscious, remember last time, last week, I talked about being conscious of what we think, how we interpret, how we color, how we discolor. All that stuff is fodder, guys, to neutralize, neutralize, and neutralize again. aim is not to change who we are to suddenly make us go to the polar opposite. It is the more we clean up and dissolve those belief systems, the more clearly we can see things, the more understanding comes in, and the more of the sense of self-responsibility comes in. We are being self-responsible. So once we ascertain that we're responsible for who we are, for our own lives, you begin with what, whatever your situation is, where you find yourself, and anything in your life that causes some sort of discomfort is a pattern at the facade level that has not been cleared, okay? And it's being created 100% to the degree of what the beliefs are that, that we hold. And once we understand this, we can be the conscious creator of our own lives and our own destiny. The source of our own authority, we carry, we are a vehicle or an expression of the originating source energy, and we carry within 
of course, at a de-intensified level, the ability to be all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. We carry that creative power of the originating source. And I know that's a very intense statement. I know it seems to you all, what is she talking about? But what stands between us and being all that we are and are capable of being are our belief systems. If we don't believe it can happen, it won't happen. So the more we become self-responsible, the more that we look and become self-aware and conscious of what we're thinking, what we're doing, how we're operating, where do we put our focus? Is it external? We make external things, quote-unquote, gods in our life, or do we use those externals to understand where our belief systems are and to then go and clear, dissolve, neutralize those beliefs? We have choice here, guys. And... The more we become self-responsible, self-aware, the more we become that, the more work we do on ourselves, the more we facilitate our expansion, the more we bring in the joy and the fulfillment that we all want for ourselves. Whether, whatever, remember, whatever we choose, whatever we're experiencing in life, for whatever reason, whether it's in ignorance or even in an unconscious knowledge that we would grow from those experiences, which that happens quite a bit, we choose, each of us chooses the patterns within which we will operate in this life and every life. So we are choosing those. So let's take responsibility for where we are right now and put aside the blame, put aside the blame of others and of ourselves and understand that this is just the place we start to become self-responsible. Now, keep in mind, it's a process. Remember, I've talked about the pure soul essence of the Panama Canal of self-help. If you're a ship and you're in Europe and you want to, and the owner of the ship wants all the goods to come to California, it used to be it had to go around the tip of South America when the Panama Canal came in, it could now short, shorten the trip try quite a bit by 50-60%, no longer having to go around South America. But there's still a journey from, Cal- from Europe to California. There's still a journey, and that's what's happening here. It's still a process. We still are journeying. But once we take responsibility for who we are, for our lives, we are going to create the shortcut to being happier, more fulfilled, more expanded. This focus, the internal focus, a lifestyle. And we don't want to look for the immediate results, the end results. In other words, we set up a goal and we want X, Y, Z to happen in our life. And that's the focus of our process. Now, Why do we have to be careful about that? This is an element that we don't often think about. The reason we don't want to, we don't want to do and have again, the external focus is because if we don't get there 
as soon as we believe we should get there, it sets up the whole thing of the self-blame, the self-judgments, or failures, or the process is doesn't work, or something. It sets up disappointment, it can set up despair and agony, it can set up guilt, all sorts of issues. So instead of focusing on the end result, the goal, let's just simply be who we are and do the process in the moment. Okay? We, being self-responsible and handling where we are in the moment is the process. It's not about setting up the goal, the external goal, and getting there. And as we do the process, we will see the, sh- the shifts. We will see the changes. We will experience the insights, the, the increase of joy and happiness and feeling good about ourselves. We will experience all that as we go. Some things will be subtle. Some things will not be so subtle. They'll be really good things. But again, as we move through this process, let's focus within instead of setting up yet another external focus. Let's be our own best friend. Let's be our own best quote-unquote God. We're the power God. We came well-equipped to do this. So let's become the power that we are. Let's listen carefully. Let's discern. Let's be self-aware and conscious of our belief systems. Let's be open in the moment to the expanded levels of conversation and communication with our own higher self, with our fifth dimensional nature. Let's do it by focusing on the right here, the right now. Let's be self-responsible. Let's put Let's take back our power that we have given away to the external focus. Doesn't mean, again, don't let don't jump to the opposite polar thing. It doesn't mean that we, we don't take in what some externals tell us. We're not doctors, for example. We need to listen or research whatever our issue is physically. We need to look into those, what the quote-unquote, medical authorities would say. It's not about not looking, not about shutting a door and going to the opposite where we're self-responsible, we're going to heal ourselves and slam the door on getting any information from anyone else. That's, it's never the either or, guys. It's never the either or. We tend to jump there because we live in a very, a society that really, there's a lot of these polar opposites operational all the time. And that's why I bring out over and over again what it doesn't mean because we often jump there without even realizing it comes from the unconscious level. So it doesn't mean that. It just means that we listen with discerning ears, that we pay attention to our responses, to our belief systems, that we use the process to become more and more conscious and more and more clear. I'm going to be doing a healing for all of us right now, a conglomerate healing. 
so that we can begin to address some of these problems or energetic issues that we carry that bring us in that knee-jerk situation where we automatically turn to an external and put our make that external our God, put all our hopes into that external, all our dreams into that external, whatever it may be, whatever the situation is. We want to start to shift the focus here. It's the focus that I've been trying to help all of us shift for a very long time now. But here's another way of approaching, because self-responsibility brings power back to ourselves. And that's where the real power is, the pure soul essence is that purest, most perfect, most potent personal power that we carry. And that's where we always want to come back to. That's how we can be fully self-responsible. That's how we don't give our power away and wait for other people to be responsible for us. It's just really important. So I am going to do the healing now um, and get some water. And I want everyone to get comfortable. We haven't done a healing for a while. I hope you guys didn't forget how to do this. I'm sure you didn't. Anyway, everybody to sit quietly, quieting the mind as best you can, and begin that focus of attention right on that pure soul essence. That symbolic sun that we all carry within, you can use different symbols, of course, But I like the sun, as I've explained, because the sun is so powerful, so brilliant, so life-giving in its own right that it's easier to connect with the pure soul essence power that we carry by imagining or envisioning or utilizing the symbol of the sun as our pure soul essence. Please understand that it isn't the symbol that carries the power. The symbol helps us focus on the energetics behind that symbol, what the symbol represents. So it is a kind of a window or a door into tapping into and utilizing the power that it represents. So we are now focusing on that pure soul essence. We are expanding it. We are moving it. We are pulsing it. We are imagining it moving in through and around the totality of the physical body, in through and around the totality of the etheric bodies, in through and around the totality of the soul process that we all carry. And as that was going on, I saw the presentation as I do um, every time, the appearance of the symbolic hub of a wheel, although it's not really a wheel anymore, it's just a circular kind of image with many, many souls, all the past, present, and future listeners moving into and assembling uh, around this circle, indicating the circle a very powerful indicator of the equality of all that we are. And I actually, in fact, do see some animals on the circle. I think I saw it once before, but I haven't done a healing on the radio for a couple, three weeks, so I don't remember exactly when it was, but I do see some animals here because you have to understand that the awakening that is going on at the human level and at the facade human level for the fifth dimensional carrying the dual soul nature is also going on with the three lower kingdoms. The awakening is is happening with every soul for the 
every soul is an expression of the originating source. And as it gears up and moves into the geometric or exponential expansion that it's in, it is bringing not only all of us with it, but every other soul, no matter the level it's on. So there are some animals here, and the I find that interesting, but um, I have to get information from the higher self at one point, but I don't want to, this is such an important healing, I don't want to stop for that, but it's just very interesting uh, the, the way that they might benefit. And, oh, okay, the higher selves are indicating it is some sort of initiation in a way for the soul. They are being exposed to ideas and concepts. These tend to be animals that are going to be moving into the human kingdom. It would not be on this planet, I don't believe, (coughs) animal souls that are ready to make the graduation from animal kingdom into human kingdom. And being part of this process in some way is is helpful to them. I don't have, not getting all the details, but I just find that to be sort of an interesting thing that's going on. In any case, the um, let's continue. So right now we are focusing on that pure soul essence. And as I've been talking about the animals, the picture I'm getting is a tremendous expansion of light. There's just this tremendous light as the pure soul essence is being expanded to encompass the totality of the soul process for each and every one of us. And it is embracing and uh, encompassing the animal souls as well. The animal uh, process is being helped by the higher selves that are in charge of the animal kingdom. So they are doing their own process. Uh, utilizing the pure soul essence. In any case, um, I just can't help but pay attention being an animal lover that I am. But in any case, the, let's move forward with this. So we're all just this brilliant light that we've all focused on is now moving in through and around the totality of who all of us are. And we are drawing in, as we always do, the legions of souls that come to partake of the light. It's just a very beautiful picture and uh, we help no matter uh, where we are, uh, whether we understand it or not, and our souls from all over the human kingdom universe. And the, the forever now moment has been set up because we've encompassed the totality of the soul process from the time we were expressed as minerals uh, and including the time we that we were and still are in the fifth dimension and all the aspects we have in the sixth dimension and, of course, all the lives we've had as the facade human. And it doesn't matter whether people listening have our fifth dimensional carrying the dual nature or not. This is a profound process for each and every soul. Uh, we have animals here, as I spoke of. And it's really important that, that we are all in this together. It doesn't matter where we are in our evolutionary journey. There's no elitism. There's no better than. It's just some of us have been around a little bit longer, and we're here to facilitate the evolutionary process. And we actually wish, I know this is weird, but there is this sense of wouldn't it have been nice if this were present when we were going through the evolutionary journey. So there is a motivation from the um, from the fifth dimensional part of ourselves that know and remember all the unre- all the experiences that it, that we went through in our own 
journey through the human kingdom before we were dual soul nature. We remember and know that it was difficult, that it was um, much, much longer than it is now, even though now it seems like it takes forever, and it does, really, but it's a lot shorter than it was. Uh, the There is this element of wanting to to help. There's really this service commitment is huge. So there is a big desire from all of us to want to help others. And so that's definitely present here. And so the idea of the soul coming in and partaking of the light is, 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 is really generating a joy. It's like reverberating this energy of joy throughout the universe. And so it's, it's an important thing. Anyway, so we, we created this forever now moment. We are now being taken into the heart or the center or the um, symbolic diamond of the originating source where we are, by doing so, we are in conscious agreement to cooperate with the originating source energy. It's our guarantee that we're going to be operational at the very highest level of information, of energy, of healing, of anything. And we always want to work at that higher level. We certainly, if we're in college, we don't want to go back and take some high school courses. We, we, we're, we want to continue at the level we are and continue to expand our knowledge and our experience at the college level and, and then life experience after that or whatever. So it is absolutely, uh, we always want to be working at the very highest level we can. And so that's what we do. And of course, we tap into an immense resource an immense resource, unlimited, uh, absolutely infinite resource of divine energy. And we never, never used up. We can never not have as much as we want. We can always have anything and everything we can handle. Okay. So now um, they're setting up the platform in the center of the circle. The platform is rainbow bridge energy. So that means that we've already connected all of our chakras to the originating source very powerful this chakra connection it brings our chakras into the highest level of efficiency that we can reach at this point in time which is important because as energy exchange points we want the chakras to be absolutely operating at the highest highest level uh, they are the they allow us to release the energetics we no longer wish to carry and we also can bring in the divine energies to help empower whatever we're working to empower, facilitate, accelerate, whatever. And so we want those chakras to be operational at the very highest level. They facilitate our releases, and releasing is a very important part of the process. Okay. That's the platform of this Rainbow Bridge Energy. And on it, I am seeing the conglomerate pattern of lack of self-responsibility. Okay, and it is, it's just like a big blob, what I'm saying, but it is broiling. It is boiling. It is just so much stuff going on. I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure how to address it right now. It's just like it's this molten mass of lack of self-responsibility. And the the higher selves are indicating that the the boiling aspect or the heat aspect of it is that it actually has a great effect. Heat, heat has, is powerful. Heat is powerful. It has a great effect, and it creates 
uh, hot button issues. It creates automatic, you know, when we get go to touch something hot, we, we pull our hand away really fast. It, it, it creates a lot of knee-jerk reactions. And so my first instinct here is to simply send in a kind of coolant. I don't know what it would be, a divine coolant, and I want the higher self to please be in charge of helping with picking which divine energies, but I want all of us to focus on sending a divine coolant to this absolutely intense, active kind of pattern, this lack of self-responsibility. And remember, because it's a conglomerate pattern, it's got to have everybody's issues with self-responsibility. It isn't just one person, and I think that's why it's so complex and so intense and so intertwined and so difficult for me to see any individual things. And the higher self are reassuring me that, that we will get to those individual things. But right now, this coolant energy is kind of acting as, okay, I'm going to the sci-fi again. It's acting almost as if it's slowing time. It's acting as if it's slowing down the boiling quality, as if we're putting in a, what the higher self call, a freeze frame. Oh, this is just very interesting. I don't know that I've talked about freeze frames, but it's the heart of my third book. So listen carefully. What this, free, this energy is, this coolant energy is, is actually kind of a freeze frame where it is slowing down time so that we can actually view and experience what is in this intense conglomerate of lack of self-responsibility, okay? And so it's, it's literally sort of freezing it in mid-boil, okay? And it came from the outside moving in, and it's putting it into a freeze frame so that we can take a look at the various elements. And already I'm getting a spot kind of in the heart of it, but not right in the center. And that's the first, it's dark and it's the first thing that I'm coming to. And so I want to, I want all of us to put in like a, a, a straw of light or a beam of light. Let's just focus on that dark spot. We want to all hone in the light and start to feed the light to that dark spot to start to bring light directly to it. And this is the light of understanding, expanded perception, and it's going to the very heart of the external focus. And I see that it is hitting or bringing expansion to the whole process of babyhood, okay? Now, babyhood can be real baby being a baby but it also can be a newbie in certain things and this is these are the areas that are we are carried in the okay 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 the um previous understandings at the pre-language level okay this is the the level where we are not conscious of what's going on. So much is a reaction at that very basic level. When we're infants, we don't have language to explain things. We don't have, we can't understand what our parents are saying. We don't, we have no way of putting a context of our, something, the things that happen to us. And when we're infants into any kind of, we don't have the ability to put them into any kind of context or any kind of expanded 
information. And so this is a very, this is an area of the, the self-responsibility. And it's just interesting they started here. It, it's, it's the, it's pre-conscious, pre-language taking on of somebody else is responsible for us. That what happens to us is the fault of, I mean, think about thunderstorms. As infants, we hear the loud clap of thunder and we're petrified. We have no understanding what thunder is. So everything in our experience is happens to us from the external. We didn't create the clap of thunder. We have nothing to do with it. We experience it. We're doing things at the experiential level here with very little, almost no understanding. And I want those beams of light to go right to the center of this, this whole thing, and completely just absolutely begin the neutralizing process. Understanding that as we put it in the conglomerate, you're working on your own. You're working on your own each of us is working on our own uh, part of ourselves that we took on this belief system that our lives are determined by all by external. We have nothing to do with, with it. Now, we didn't take those thoughts in the conscious level, but we took them in at the experiential level, the non-language level, and we still carry them from every life. So let's send in this huge amount of light. We just all want to do as much as we can. Now, if it helps for you to also begin to release anything you want out of your, and I'm seeing a lot of it come out of the root chakra. It's as if it is the, the basis for this belief, this lack of self-responsibility, this knee-jerk reaction that we aren't responsible. And I want every single one of us to begin to also consciously release the, those, even though we can't remember the unremembered remembrances of those experiences, um, all the fears that we we had at that point. The anytime we felt safe it was because we were in somebody's arms, for example. The safety factors comes from outside of ourselves. So it's very important that we release this is this is big. This is the heart of it, I think. This is so big because it's at the unconscious level and how could we ever get to it consciously? We just wouldn't necessarily think about it. But the higher selves have brought it to our attention, so let's really work on it. And I want, if you want, instead of putting the light into the conglomerate, which I do see that, I do see the thing, the big black thing getting smaller, so it is helping. But we can also individually call the light in through the top of our heads and have it move in through and around the totality of the energetic baggage that we have and we want it to have that laser focus so it just finds all of these unconscious experiences the unconscious beliefs that we took on from that time where we had no language or very little language where we developed this absolute belief system absolute uh, locking into that it is somebody outside of ourselves that takes care of us. There is also reliance here on animals. They, we've all had experience where animals have been very much a part of, quote-unquote, saving us. And I'm seeing lives where we were back in the hunter and gatherers thing, and there was a lot of tribes that, that worshipped animals, that had animal totems and all sorts of things. 
This came from some of the early experiences that we had where we were hunters uh, and gatherers, where animals were absolutely key to our survival. And so there is a reliance here, too, on animals, which is very interesting. And now that we're in this kind of situations where we go to the grocery store and we buy the meat, if you're meat eaters, it is very different. We wouldn't necessarily consciously think, oh, well, we carry a reliance uh, and we put responsibility out on the animals to help us, the animals to guide us. We would go into uh, meditation states where our animal totem would come to us and give us the answers or the directions. I mean, there are all sorts of things around about animals on this planet and on many, many, not most other planets. And this is another element. And the reason the higher selves are bringing this to us is very clear. It is not stuff we would come up with on our own. Okay. We would not think of these things, but they are very powerful, very operational within our lives. And as I'm talking, I am seeing a lot of this nut, so to speak, this dark nut, the center of this freeze frame moment in time of the lack of self-responsibility being addressed. And it's very interesting. As this is getting smaller, the rest of the conglomerate pattern is getting lighter in some ways. It's less heavy. It's less dense. It's having effect, even though we're working on this one element of the pattern, it is definitely lightening all of the others. And I'm thinking the reason why, and the higher selves are saying yes, because when we get rid of the unconscious, very deeply uh, pre-language kind of automatic things, it's easier for us because we don't have that operational all the time to move into a more conscious understanding of the teachings we get at the conscious mind level, for example, where in some societies or cultures or whatever that are very clear that the external savior is something outside of us or we are, um, you know, we might be in a society where there's a lot of natural disasters and we come to belief systems that we have to do human sacrifice or animal sacrifice or we have to whatever in order to appease the natural um, problem, the problems with nature, the natural disasters. I mean, there's just all sorts of belief systems we've been part of that if we don't have the knee-jerk reaction to automatically believe them from this very nut we're going to be more discerning. We're going to be able to be more self-responsible about looking at our belief systems and dealing with them. So the next thing that I'm seeing is that there's like an outer layer around that inner ball that is getting smaller. It is disappearing. Um, and I want the light to continue as I'm going to the next level. I want the light to continue to help us release or um, envelop and neutralize dissolve all of those very early, very, very early patterns that we took on in virtually every single life. I mean, maybe if we died in birth, in childbirth, we wouldn't have taken them on. But if we lived at all into that life, we're taking them on. So it is a very intense thing, and it's present in every single life we have. 
So that was really the essential. Now, as that is getting smaller, the next level is coming to my attention. And this is the level of the, well, I've already been talking about it, and the spiritual teachings that we've all experienced in so many lives. The spiritual teachings are uh, very often done, come from the very best of intentions, the very uh, highest level that whatever souls were involved in the spiritual uh, teachings could reach. The interpretations, of course, they, often the, the times were very dense. The energy was very dense, very difficult to interpret, very difficult to understand. And so what happened was we took on over lifetimes after lifetimes in many different types of spiritual environments, limiting belief systems. And one of the biggest parts of the belief system is that something else is responsible for you. And how often have you heard me say, we have to do the amalgamation because the divine energy cannot come in and trespass your feet. Well, they aren't responsible for us. We're responsible in how we use the divine energy, and it's a completely different approach. So the we carry so many belief systems from so many lives that sometimes the belief systems, if we follow these rules, everything will be perfect. Well, then what happens when we follow these rules and we get a disease or... <clears throat> Our loved one dies, or our child dies, or uh, famine comes in, or, 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 what happens when we do what the belief systems say we do, and bad things still go on? The it is a difficult position. We feel like we're failures. We feel. I even have a client that has take, had taken on through eons of time, just as an example, that she failed God. She felt. She was the biggest failure of, and let, let God down. And that was a very old pattern that she'd taken in from her experience and her journey. We worked very hard on it. And after the session, it was like, oh, my gosh, I have actually had those thoughts in my conscious mind in this life. And she was absolutely blown away. But we all carry things like that, that we're failures. Whether it's we failed God or we failed ourselves or we failed others, we, in some ways we took on a lot of self-blame. And so this kind of orientation is we also want to release all the resulting judgment, the resulting beliefs, judgments of ourselves and judgments of others. I had a lifetime, for example, where it was so difficult and the dying experience, I was horrible and prolonged and by the toward the end of my dying experience I decided there could never be a God that would ever do this to any individual and I became an absolute atheist in the end of that life and so that's another thing that can happen we take on very powerful belief systems when the belief systems we're carrying in certain lives don't come to fruition if I hadn't believed that God was responsible for me in my life, I would never have moved to the place where there is no God because no God could be so cruel. So it's belief systems are standing in our way, guys, and they are very powerful. We each had our own belief systems 
over and over again. We have conflicting belief systems, and so I want you to all, we want to focus. Okay, the higher selves are indicating to me they want us all to focus on that circle or that band around that inner one with light as well as working on ourselves because they are explaining that the animals that are part of this don't have the um, conscious abilities we have and therefore we are helping not only ourselves and others within the circle but certainly the animals by focusing the light on these issues for the animals themselves. They don't necessarily carry all those belief systems at all but there could be beginnings of this kind of thing, you know, there's still this sort of pre-verbal kind of stuff. Uh, although some animals are amazing, they do understand a lot of uh, language. So the the higher selves want us to do both things. They want us to send the light to the conglomerate and also to ourselves. So that's what we're doing, and I'm seeing it's very operational. It's almost like there's a some sort of energy stream going on where it's coming from the originating source down to de-intensifying down to all of us and we're processing it through our own body and then out toward the circle and on the pattern that is uh, standing on the platform, uh, symbolically standing on the platform. Okay. Well, I'm seeing again the inner circle, that dark thing, that pre-verbal thing, is really getting much, much smaller. It's so good to see. It went from the size of about, I mean, this is all relative, of course, but it went from the size of of maybe a really big pumpkin or even bigger, and now it's down to about the size smaller than a grapefruit and larger than a peach something in there. So there's been a tremendous amount of work done on it for all of us. So I'm really excited because that's sort of the heart of the matter. That's, that is really so essential. I never, ever would have thought about it. So, and, and also that other band is, it's interesting. It's not getting smaller. It's actually getting bigger, but it's getting lighter. It's getting lighter. So I'm not too sure why it isn't getting smaller, but it's getting lighter. Um, so that I know there's a lot of work done on it, but I think it's because we've been through so many lives and we carry so many beliefs at that unremembered remembrance level, let alone this life. We carry so many beliefs and there's so much going on there. A um, lot of conflict, a lot of confusion, a lot of belief systems, a lot of judgment. So let's just keep working on the judgment, the finding fault, the blame, all of that, whether it's of ourselves or others, uh, whether it's of the externals, we're blaming the God or the, the Mother Nature or the government or the society or the council or the whatever it is, but we're blaming all of these things. So let's please just keep sending the light out to all of that stuff. Okay, I do see another layer. There's another, the whole rest of the circle is another layer, but I'm not yet getting what this is. This layer is carrying, this is interesting, but this layer is carrying the purity of the concept of self-responsibility. Now, who would have thought? It's carrying the purity of the concept of self-responsibility, and it is this layer that we want to empower. So I am going to call in divine responsibility. They are indicating that we all carry 
the concept of the purity of self-responsibility. This is not something we're, um, we're not caring. We carry the totality of all the originating source was, isn't, is becoming. And the, that energy certainly carries that concept. But it is not intense. It is uh, not um, empowered as yet. So let's take the, the, the power of the divine self-responsibility, divine understanding, divine consciousness, divine awareness, divine clarity of vision and expanded perception, divine motivation to utilize that purest, most perfect, most potent point of personal power that we use. It is so important. It's not just about understanding intellectually. It is about actually utilizing that point of power that we carry. And for this reason, they want us to... uh, um, really work on this this aspect that we all carry, this energy of self-responsibility and calling in the divine motivators. We want to be motivated to use this power to power, empowering it and to utilize it because the utilizing is the action part of self-responsibility. It isn't just becoming aware and understanding that you're self-responsible and not looking to external authorities. It is also about being responsible for our actions and taking on the lifestyle of doing the soul mind detox, cooperating with it, utilizing the energies we all come equipped with to do the work, this divine energy to call it in. Now that we know about it, now we know the technique to call it in and utilize it. So we want to call in divine manifestations of the lifestyle of self-responsibility, divine material, it's divine material balance to materialize the use, not just the concept, not just the abstract idea of being self-responsible, of taking, being in the pilot seat, taking personal, uh, being your own personal God, It is actually manifesting it, materializing it into your life. So let's do that. We want to empower this thing. And it is becoming bigger, bigger and bigger and bigger. It is growing. Oh, my gosh, you guys are doing a great job. So the inner circle, the pre-verbal and then the verbal one, all those beliefs, those are becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And this empowerment circle around it, is becoming absolutely huge. Motivation, aren't we guys? We're all looking for motivation. We sometimes know the best steps to take, whether it's we want to lose weight, whether we want to get physically in shape, whether we want to find a new job, whether we want to whatever. We have we always have things that we want to do when we're looking for that motivation. And so we're just keep empowering this outer ring with the divine motivation to be as self-responsible, be our own, quote-unquote, gods, to be our directing identity and our highest ideal. Okay, so this is ongoing. This process isn't going to be over instantaneously just with this one healing. We all have to continue to do the process. Remember, just continue to allow yourself to be in the moment, stay in the state of neutrality. I've talked about these things 
stay in the the eye, quote unquote, eye of the hurricane and do the processes, work on, become conscious of our belief systems, neutralize them, become aware when we're putting our hopes and our dreams in the external reality, and then pull it back in, neutralize whatever is pushing us there, whatever is taking that focus of attention away from our purest, most perfect, most potent personal power. We want to just continue the process. Okay, now the higher selves have taken the freeze frame off and the conglomerate um, thing, (laughs) the conglomerate pattern of lack of self-responsibility is just completely changed. It's very quiet now. It still has some action. It's still moving. There's still movement here. It still has an effect. It is still, you know, operational behind the scenes. But it is, I don't see the heat element. It's just like it's gone. It's its not frozen. There is that movement there, but it is it's much more gentle. It is not as intense at all. Now, that's the overall pattern. And the, the, when I see a symbol, of course, it's indicative of how the pattern has shifted in the session that I'm in. It doesn't mean that there is no more pattern there or so little we don't have to pay attention to it. It's that the symbol I got in the beginning of the healing versus the symbol at the end, there's been a lot of change. But I don't want to indicate that there isn't a consistent need to do this kind of work, whether it's on self-responsibility or on any of the issues that as you come from that place of being self-aware and utilizing your own personal power that you don't find. We're going to find more and more things that are at the unconscious level. Wow. Um, Anyway, I'm seeing a conglomerate uh, light, uh, that cocoon energy moving around all of us, including the animals. Um, The higher self in charge of the animals are stepping forward, actually, and want each and every one of you to understand that the animal kingdom is also uh, a part with what I already said. They're very much a part of the evolutionary um, speed up that they are being. It's not just because we're on the Internet that we see these extraordinary examples of animals cross species being friends and supporting one another and all of that. They said it, it, it actually is increasing the animals themselves are being pulled right along with every other soul and that allowing them to be part of the healing was uh, very helpful. Maybe I'll get more information on it. I don't know, but there is this, um, this sense from the higher selves that this was an important part of the process. And I get the feeling that animals will be coming in on a regular basis. So we can look forward to that. And if anyone hears the show, if you have animals, you can put them in. Uh, you can absolutely uh, bring them in and put them in the healing circle, whether you know that they're here or not. So, and any animals you know of, or anything, the or plants. I mean, you're, we're not limited to animals. We can expand this healing to all souls at all levels, because all souls are going through the evolutionary um, thrust, are experiencing the speed up, and all souls can be helped by being part of this healing, understanding 
that the energies that come in for us and we bring it at the highest level would be further de-intensified to be to for the animals because they are operational at a lower frequency level. They have not evolved yet into the human frequency and let alone the fifth dimensional frequency. So everything is de-intensified and appropriate for the level of the soul, whether it's an animal or in the future, maybe there'll be plants or minerals in here. So we are going to be helping not only ourselves and the human kingdom universe in whatever ways, but we will also be helping the animal kingdom and the plant and the mineral kingdom. Okay, so we're expanding the healing guide. Whether we're actively doing it, and I have a feeling we'll get to it at some point, uh, anyway, with that, the healing is done. I do see that number of people are still processing, quite a few actually. So there is some processing continuing, and I'm excited about that. I do want to say that the topics that I was going to be unfolding this fall, it, it it's difficult. There's a reason why I haven't... Uh, done utilize these topics in the past it's because they are they're complex and i don't i have to do a lot of work of bringing in my own information related to them and not that i don't want to do the work it's exciting but it is taking me longer i was going to start today if you all remember but i changed to the self-responsibility and I mentioned that I might, I didn't think I would, but I did. Anyway, so I am going to continue to work on the evolutionary concepts, which is the next topic. And it is powerful stuff. I don't want to bring it in so, so in such a mess that um, you don't get you don't get it. Uh, I want to be professional about it. And but it is a difficult one. Some things are very very easy for me to expand upon. Others are more difficult. And that's just the nature of anything, right? You know, we may be good at tennis, but we're, our backhand is still weak or whatever. We're pretty good at forehand or serving. It's the same thing. And this is an area in the information that I have to stretch really into very high levels of uh, concept and information to to fully understand. And it takes a lot of experience you know, focus for me, and it's it's not easy. So I'm just telling you I'm doing the best I can, and I will present it when I feel comfortable that I have a handle on it. So just so you know, that's the way it is. The other thing, just to remind you, is that I will be going to see my daughter when she has her baby. I don't know yet when that's going to be. She is due middle of November, but she may... It may be early. We don't know. So I'm just going to do the best I can do my show from there. So I will, if I can, unless I'm traveling on that particular day or something, or whether there's something else that prevents me. But just be aware that there'll be some times where the show will be dark. And I am, in a couple, three weeks, I should have an assistant. I am still working on that. And so maybe you'll <laughs> you'll start to hear more from me assistant will need some time to get up and running, but I'm sure by the end of the year, maybe beginning of next year, we'll really start to have some flow going, and so I'm excited about that, and I guess that's it, so I'm wishing you all the best, as always, have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you next week, and again, I don't know what the 
topic will be at this point. I'm still going to be working and seeing if I can get this to a place where I feel it's ready to present to, to you guys. Okay. All right. Love you all so much, and thanks for being part of my life. Bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.